No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. However, when the culture around us goes corrupt, what are we to do? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 19 on Simply the Bible. Genesis 19 is one of the ugliest chapters in the Bible. In it, we see the incredible wickedness of man and the fiery judgment of God. After a wonderful time of fellowship with Abraham, two angels walked into Sodom to observe for themselves its notorious condition. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 19. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Here now, my lords, please turn in to your servant's house and spend the night, and wash your feet, that you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly, so they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Lot's life is a tragic story of progressive compromise. Lot began looking toward Sodom, then pitching his tent as far as Sodom, then living in Sodom, and finally sitting in the gate of Sodom as one of the city judges. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked. Perhaps Lot reasoned that by moving there, he would be a righteous influence. Instead, his heart became increasingly attached to this wicked city. I grew up living by the American River in Sacramento. My friends and I would swim in the river, but the current was swift. And we found it was much harder to swim upstream than to just drift downstream. We might think that we can jump into the current of this world and make a difference, but it's far easier for us to drift downward with the current than for us to go against the flow and even pull others along with us. Now, when Lot saw the two angels, he rose to meet them and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. He probably didn't know that they were angels at first, but he recognized that there was a righteous dignity about them, much different than the men of Sodom. He addressed them as my lords, which was the Eastern way of showing respect. He offered them hospitality. Please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet that you may rise early and go on your way. In this, we see that he was very much like his uncle Abraham. Lot extended great kindness to these strangers. When the two men said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square, Lot insisted strongly, even to the point of being forceful. Evidently, Lot knew that they would not be safe at night in the city square. So they turned in to him and entered his house, and he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread. Verse 4. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter, surrounded the house and they called to lot and said to him 
Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. Homosexuality was rampant in Sodom. And these men were extremely wicked and abusive. Obviously, this kind of sexual abuse was not only tolerated, but even encouraged for both old and young. All the people from every quarter surrounded the house. We are not told what the angels looked like, but to the perverse men of Sodom, they were fresh meat to be used to gratify their burning lust. It is from this passage that lawmakers in our country passed laws prohibiting sodomy, for the name comes from Sodom. Verse 6, So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. Lot was living in a place where his standard of righteousness was far different than the standards of those around him. He called them my brethren, but they really weren't his brethren. It was useless for Lot to say, do not do so wickedly, when they didn't think that what they were doing was wicked. The way Lot seeks to placate them is appalling. He said, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you and you may do to them as you wish. What kind of a father would even suggest this? Now we can understand a little when we consider that in that culture, if you invited someone into your home, you would do anything to protect them. Also, women in general were not highly regarded. But even so, this shows how much of Sodom had corrupted Lot. We would question if Lot was even saved, were it not for Peter. In his second epistle, he mentioned God condemning Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction and said, And delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man, dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day, seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. But even though Lot was oppressed by their filthy conduct and sought to be a righteous influence among them, he did not save them, and his own family suffered greatly as a result. Verse 9, They said, Stand back! And they said, This one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door. Not unlike people today who preach a message of tolerance for sexual perversion, they resented Lot putting his morality on them and acting as their judge. Not only did they reject Lot's values, but now they would abuse him even more than the two men who were staying with him. They pressed hard against Lot and were aiming even to break down the door. Verse 10, But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. What kind of men could pull Lot away from this angry, violent mob 
and shut the door while they were trying to break it down. Only men with superhuman strength. Verse 11, And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary of trying to find the door. This was a supernatural act, clearly. As the men of Sodom had been spiritually blind, now they were physically blind. I am amazed that after this clear demonstration of supernatural power and their own blindness, so great was their passion that they were still groping to find Lot's door. If Lot didn't know already that these two men were angels, he surely must have known now. Verse 12, Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city? Take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Was the outcry against Sodom before the Lord coming from angels or people who were calling out to God against the Sodomites? We don't know. We only know that the cry for justice had reached the critical point where God had to intervene. The cities of Sodom and Gomorrah had become a cancer. If they weren't destroyed, they would have destroyed themselves and the people around them. The angels told Lot to get any of his family out of this place. Verse 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. Their marriage practice was that a couple would enter a betrothal period for one year before their wedding when the marriage would be consummated. During that time, they were considered married and would have to get a divorce if they broke up. Evidently, Lot's daughters were both in this betrothal period, anticipating their wedding. As Lot sought to warn his sons-in-law, They thought he was joking. Lot couldn't even save his own extended family. Verse 15. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. It is interesting that the angels had to tell them to hurry. If I knew the place where I was living was soon going to be nuked, I would be driving away as fast as I could. Verse 16. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. Lot lingered. What was he hanging around for? The angels mercifully took their hands and literally pulled them out of the city. Reluctance to heed the warning of the Lord is evidence of a backslidden condition. They were in Sodom, and Sodom was in them. Their hearts were bound up in their home, their possessions, their friends and neighbors, and their position in society. But judgment would have come suddenly upon them and destroyed them had God not been merciful to them. No doubt, in response to Abraham's intercession, 
in chapter 16. This truly is a tragic story of a man who was saved, but whose life was wasted. He would end up losing everything. Sodom means burning. And even though Lot escaped the fiery destruction of Sodom, he and his family were still burned by their association with it. They are like many who will be saved, but whose life accomplishes nothing of eternal value. We are told of them in 1 Corinthians 3.15 when their works will be tested by fire at the judgment seat of Christ. It says there, If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. God has so much more for us than this. Let us be careful not to be enticed by the Sodom around us that appeals to our flesh and holds a different standard of morality and righteousness. In truth, it is no standard at all, but only a bowing down at the altar of self-gratification. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Darrell's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. You'll also find an email address there, and we love to hear from you. Lot decided to live in Sodom, and it cost him the lives of his wife and son-in-law. But the repercussions for him weren't over yet. We hope you'll join us next week as we continue through the book of Genesis on Simply the Bible.